from MPB Think Radio. This is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Mary Margaret Miller here today with Kamel King. As we do every Friday, we'll be traveling across the state letting you know about people, places, and events that make Mississippi a wonderful place to live. We'll start this road trip off on the Mississippi Gulf Coast for the Crawfish Music Festival. Next, we'll head to Byram for the annual Swinging Bridge Fest. After that, we'll scoot over to Bellhaven and learn about the inaugural Grilled Cheese Festival. Yum! We'll speak with Dr. Jay Dean about the Mississippi Opera and the Natchez Festival of Music and end the show with musical guest Freedom Funk Band. So hold on tight because we're going for a ride here on Next Stop Mississippi. We'll be right back after the news. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with MississippiToday.org here with Visit Mississippi's Kamel King. And there's just so much more to Mississippi than meets the eye. And while we've got this great cultural legacy, so much is happening right now. And, hey, that's what we're here to do. We're here to help you know all about what's happening in the state and in our vibrant community life. And we're uh, so glad to spend this hour with you talking about what's happening all around Mississippi. It's springtime. There's so much happening. We literally sit down each week and correspond and just, like, pull out our hair trying to decide what what can be on (laughs) this week's show. Exactly. But welcome back, Kamel King. We missed you last week. It's just not the same without you. Oh, I missed it. I missed it. Oh, I was in Cleveland, Mississippi, though, at the Grammy Museum, our illustrious Grammy Museum, talking about the L.A. Grammy uh, show, Mississippi Night, because every year for the past uh, number of years, Mississippi puts on a Grammy night at the L.A. Grammy Museum during Grammy week. So I think we're going back. We're getting it started and it's going to be awesome. Wow. Well, you're you're really planning ahead this year. We were just in April and the Grammys come around, what, February? Yeah, yeah. So you got to get started early. You know how L.A. is. (laughs) That's right. You got to get started early anytime you're dealing with crowds, musicians talent, uh, but it'll be a great show. Well, I'm glad to have you back here. I'm headed to the Delta this weekend. I need a little dose of Delta in my life. So very excited about that. I'm going to hit the road after we get off the air and looking forward to a great weekend with some good friends. Now, we're starting today's show off on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, and we welcome to the show Kendra Simpson. She's the Director of Marketing and Entertainment for the Mississippi Coast Coliseum and Convention Center. Welcome, Kendra. Thank you for having me. Good morning. Well, we're super glad to have you on the show to tell us about the 26th, that's 26th, 26th annual Crawfish Music Festival taking place this weekend, um, or I'm sorry, next weekend at the Mississippi Gulf Coast Coliseum. We're super excited about our 26th year, too. Um, we've got some great artists this year and some, you know, we've moved it from two weekends to one weekend and we've packed a bunch of entertainment into five days. So we're really excited about that. Well, let's talk a little bit about how this event got started. It's huge. You guys bring in about 50,000 people for this weekend of music and crawfish and and revelry. But what really got this going uh, 26 years ago? Um, A long time ago, a couple of guys had an idea to do a crawfish festival in a different location. And then it just started growing and they moved it to the grounds of our Coliseum. And 26 years later, we're welcoming 
um, anywhere from 30 to 50,000 guests um, over the weekend to celebrate great uh, crawfish, music, entertainment, rides. We, you know, we have local artists, so it's just really grown since then. Well, I'm a nerd when it comes to numbers, so I've just got to ask, with all of these hungry people coming to the Mississippi Gulf Coast to eat crawfish at this gigantic festival, how many freaking pounds of crawfish do you guys have to bring in? We have to, you know, luckily I don't have to count the crawfish, but quality (laughs) poultry and seafood in Biloxi come in, and they set up shop, and they boil for us all weekend, and we sell lots of crawfish. Well, we we did 200 pounds of crawfish at my house on Easter weekend. Wow. So, I mean, and that was a lot of work and a a lot of people to eat. So I can only imagine Mm -hmm. what you're getting yourself into. But not in addition to having crawfish available for the general public to eat, you also do a crawfish cook-off. This will be on Saturday, April 21st. Tell us a little bit about that. This is one of the most fun events um, in conjunction with the Crawfish Music Festival we have 30 teams registered now, so 30 of the best bowlers around the coast um, in the region come in, and they set up Saturday morning, and they start boiling crawfish. And at 1 o'clock, we open the, the uh, cook-off gates to the public, and you can come in and taste all of these bowlers' um, recipes, get a little sampling of each, and they are fabulous. They all, you know, they're all trying to win that grand prize and those big outrageous trophies that we give away. And they really kick it up for this contest. Well, that's super cool. And when you say grand prize, I think we're talking about four thousand dollars. Are you in serious? Cash. That's a, a true grand prize. And how do you even have, judge crawfish? Like, what is more spicy? Which has a, a better blend? You know, how do you even judge it? So we judge it on appearance, taste, and peelability. I'm not sure if that's a word, but how it <laughs> pops out of that shell. Because, you know, the most important thing about eating crawfish is just pulling that tail off and popping it out. Um, and then the taste. You know, a lot of guys have really spicy crawfish. Um, a lot of guys have sweet crawfish with a spicy kick to it. So how does that taste? Is it too salty? Is it too bland? Um, and then how does it look? Are the crawfish clean? Are they bright red? Are they a good size? So all of those things are taken into account during the judging um, it's a weighted judging scale, and then, you know, the best one wins. We also have the people's choice. So when you come in to sample the crawfish, you get to vote for your favorite. You drop a ticket in your favorite um, team's box, and at the end of the day, we count the tickets and see how many they got. And that's always the favorite because that's the people that are coming out and paying to do this event telling you you've got really good crawfish. Well, that that's very cool. Nice. I can imagine that the People's Choice Award might be just as enticing as the $4,000 <laughs> in cash. All right, so yeah. we're talking about the Crawfish Music Festival that's April 19th through 22nd, uh, through the 22nd. Now, we've talked a lot about the crawfish, yeah. but Kendra, tell us about the music. you got a great lineup this year. Great lineup. We are super excited about this lineup. And let me just say this. We did add a day, so we're going to open Wednesday, April 18th. There's no entertainment on the stage. But families can come out for a free gate and get buy one, get one free, unlimited ride wristbands, and it's a great family night. And then we work our way into the weekend on Friday with Old Dominion. Um, And if you're not familiar, they're nominated for some awards at the ACMs on the 15th, so you can catch them on ABC. We also have on Saturday night Jamie Johnson and Cody Jinks. Um, We have a local band actually out of Jackson opening for those guys of the week. 
um, and some other local entertainment that day. And then we top it off on Sunday with John Party and Musket on Bloodline out of Mobile. And then two more local entertainers are on the stage Sunday as well, Cole Jones and Derek Norsworthy, both, co- both um, from the coast. Oh, yeah, I love Derek. He's a he's a friend of mine. He's really good. Great songwriter, yeah, we're, too. We're excited to have him back. He's been here uh, several years ago, so he's making a comeback this year. Excellent, excellent. Well, I mean, with music being such a, a big part of the festival, I mean, you guys really incorporate an entire scheme for a family to be able to come. I mean, it's rise. It's not just traditional come to a festival and listen to music and eat from food vendors. You guys have carnival rides and all kind of stuff for kids to be able to do. We do. We have carnival rides. This year we're excited. I'm excited. We have pony rides. We have um, merchandise vendors so you can shop. And in addition to our gold crawfish, we have vendors that come in and sell um, all different kinds of dishes. We have Cajun food. We have, you know, the normal carnival food, chicken on a stick. We have crawfish beignets this year, etouffee, um, fried shrimp and catfish baskets. So if you don't like crawfish, that's not an excuse to come because we're going to get you full. <laughs> yeah, come come uh, with an empty stomach for sure. Now, exactly. uh, Kendra, how long have you been involved with the Crawfish Music Festival? This is my seventh year um, here at the Coast Coliseum and working at the Crawfish Music Festival. So for you, seven years into this, I mean, what really sets this event apart from others that um, that you're involved in? You guys host a lot mm-hmm. there at the Coliseum. There's always something happening on the Gulf Coast. I mean, really what stands out for, for you about Crawfish Music Festival? Um, you know, when I first started working here, I, I knew about it and I had been to it several times and until I really got into it and saw how people come back year after year and it's a family event, I didn't understand exactly how important it was to our community. After Katrina, when there was not much here to do on the coast, um, my directors you know, sat down and said, do we do this event? Of course we do this event. The people need it. And that's when we started the two weekends. Um, now that it's more fabulous, established and there's you know much more to do on the coast now, we're going back to one weekend. We want to bring that quality entertainment and just make it a good time for this for these families. I look, you know, we have Facebook um, comments and social media comments, and I come to this event every year. I hear that all the time. I come to this event every year. I do this every year. I look forward to this vendor, and I look forward to this ride. So it's really just important that we keep this in the community so these these folks can come back every year and, and make memories for their families. And that's really nice. Mm-hmm. Really nice. Well, tell our listeners where they can go to learn more about this event and um, kind of set their schedule for the weekend. Right. Um, they can find all the information they need at mscoastcoliseum.com slash crawfish music festival. We have uh, pages that, that highlight each artist and give the schedules that they'll be on stage, ticket prices and links to go purchase tickets in advance. We have some good ticket deals now. If you want to get a weekend package, it's a great price, $30 for general admission. You can can come to all three shows, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, Midway ride deals, they're offering um, discounts right now on the unlimited ride wristbands if you buy them in advance. Um, And just all the information that you need is going to be right there. And then if you can't find something and you still have a question, you can always call us. We're happy to answer any questions you have. That's great. Kendra Simpson, she's with the Mississippi Coast Coliseum. Again, that's mscoastcoliseum.com. You can find out everything you need to know about the 26th Annual Crawfish Music Festival. 
It's time to take a quick break, but when we return, we'll speak with Mayor Richard White about the Swinging Bridge Fest. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. An evening of jazz can be just what the doctor ordered. Join me, Meredith Michelle, with WJSU's Evening Jazz, 7 to 10 weeknights on MPB Music Radio. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller here with MississippiToday.org, joined by my friend Kamel King at Visit Mississippi. Now, if you're just joining us, before the break, we spoke with Kendra Simpson about the 26th annual Crawfish Music Festival on the beautiful Mississippi coast. And we're having a great show. As we mentioned earlier in the hour, it's always hard to choose uh, what events we're going to be able to feature uh, on the show. So I, you know, wanted to just make sure to mention that this weekend is the great Juke Joint Festival in Clarksdale. So much music happening throughout the town. Lots of art, lots of fun. Thacker Mountain Radio will be uh, going live tonight at 6 p.m. from the new Roxy. Don't want to miss that. If you're in the area, get over. Cool venue. Great show. Big George Brock. uh, Super Chicken and Roger Stolpe. Super Chicken! So fun, right, Kamel? Yeah, I love them. Now, and Kamel, you also mentioned you've got some weekend plans here in the Jackson area. Um, Not quite music-centric. Yeah, but still entertainment. I mean, this weekend is the Crossroads um, Crossroads Film Festival. It is huge for Mississippi, and I mean, you guys have got to come out. It's going to be held at Malco Theater in Madison, Mississippi, and tonight I am going to see Mississippi Madam, The Life of Nellie Jackson. I cannot wait to see it. She had an infamous brothel in Natchez, uh, along with some other things, but the whole town knew about it, and it tells about her life and history all the way into the brothel being burned down by an unhappy client. Wow. Yeah, I can't wait to see that tonight. These are those like hidden stories, those yeah. stories that are not often, or we haven't heard as much about as maybe some of the others. So I, I can't wait to hear more, Kamel. That Cross sounds Rose, like a lot of fun. check it out. Yeah, that's all uh, taking place um, through the weekend at Malco in Madison, Mississippi. So uh, Crossroads Film Festival, they're one of the oldest film festivals in the state and doing great work. So we are so pleased to have back on the show, returning Mayor Richard White with the Swinging Bridge Festival in Byron. Welcome, Mayor White. Hey, thank you for having me. Well, we are so pleased to have you here with us on Friday the 13th. We haven't even mentioned that yet. Hey, I I don't know if we need to mention that or not. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. Now, uh, Mayor, tell our listeners a bit of history about the Swinging Bridge Festival. Well, early on, and uh, certainly uh, Byram has just been a city for about a little over nine years now. And uh, before that, we had a Byram business group that started this uh, uh, yearly uh, festival. And, uh, you know, it started, it's probably, this is probably the 13th or 14th time we've done it. The city's been responsible for the last four years. So uh, uh, the chamber, it's a chamber, we have a chamber now, so certainly they're involved and they're, they're helping us a lot. But it's just one of those deals where we do it for the community. And we are looking at, uh, since we have an opportunity at this drag strip environment to use it just about any time we want to, we've got a great stage down there. We are considering having some more car shows and stuff like that during the year. You and I, 
everybody agrees that we have a lot going on on weekends in Mississippi, and I just think it's great that there's so many things going on that you can go and do and uh, be a part of, and that's ex- that's the exciting part. The main thing we'd like to do is just certainly have our community, our city, and the people in our area to come out and enjoy the day, listen to some good music, uh, eat, fair food, and then carnival ride. And, of course, we have a car show, and uh, this year's we're, at, we're adding uh, some tractors. Uh, of course, we, as we all know, there's a little weather coming in, so we're going to make some decisions later on today about that. But uh, we're going to go on with it unless uh, we find something uh, that's not, you know, we're going to look at the weather and we'll be watching the weather. Yeah, you'll play it smart, but yeah. uh, the show goes on. There you go. Well, Mayor, uh, I mean, yes. I've got to give you, you know, major props because Byram is definitely an up-and-coming town and metro area uh, town that is just doing great things. I love Byram. Uh, tell our listeners, you know, events like the Swinging Bridge Festival and things like that, what does that do for the town's economy and bottom line and, and well, overall morale for Byram? Just, well, just last uh, two weeks ago, we had uh, 40 teams uh, come in for soccer, and we sponsored that. And, uh you couldn't hardly get into the uh, dominoes or anything else down here. There's so many people, and the cars were, it was a lot of cars. So, we're, that's the kind of stuff, as we all know, that's what promotes and helps business people have good Saturdays and good Sunday afternoons and that kind of stuff. And I think that's just part of it. And we are just blessed down here um, with all the stuff we got going. We've got a lot of new things that can happen. Uh, so I'm excited about that. And we've come a long ways, and that's all I can say about that. That's great. That's great. <laughs> well, Mayor, when I first started dating my husband, he took me to the Swinging Bridge. We went out there one day. And, uh-huh. 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 Right, right. And so I love that um, that you as a community you really embraced this really interesting piece of of architecture uh you've revived it it's a it's a centerpiece now you really celebrate it so tell yes. people about the swinging bridge what that is that where it's located bridge was built by private individuals early on in the 30s it is on the historic uh it's on the historic uh, list and we and by the way we just in the last few months our last few years last year or so uh they started to put love locks on it which i think is a great opportunity oh. mm. there and visit so Everybody needs to bring their love down there and put the lock on the bridge, and uh, I don't think it's going to make it fall down because it used to hold cars when we go across there, and it would just swing. And if you never have done that and turn your lights off, you hadn't been there yet. So a, <laughs> what? You can walk out on it's a beautiful area. Um, it's uh, it's just great, and it's it's good, and it's it's our centerpiece for our city. Well, really cool. Such a, a neat aspect of your community. Mm-hmm. Now, you've got some great performers for this year's festival. We're featuring the Freedom Funk Band later in the show today. But talk a little bit about uh, this year's lineup of music. Well, certainly Dexter Island is a guy that we've had several, three, I think this is his third year. Shane Williams, Lindsey Cardale, and Modern El Dorados. And then we got Jason Miller Band, and they're back. I think this is their second or third time. So, uh, we, uh, that's a common, it's just a good uh, mixture of a lot of different music and songs and things like that. So, And you'll wrap up the night's uh, performances with something really special. Oh, yeah, the fireworks. So we're going to go ahead and do it tonight. Because, <laughs> yeah. You know, we, it rained a little bit on us last year. We didn't get through the fireworks last year. So we're going to do them before the rain gets here, I hope. But we're excited about that. And, uh we just had so many people participate in this. We got a lot of vendors involved, uh, and of course, we're going to have some food down there. The carnival is uh, some people out of uh, Louisiana. They're great people, um, so we're excited about it. Uh, live entertainment, 
We're having the Byram Idol tomorrow afternoon, uh, singing contest, certainly the carnival rides, craft and vendors, crawfish, and many food vendors. So, uh, well, you know, we're excited. And uh, the fireworks will be around 10 o'clock tomorrow night. So we want everybody to come on out. I mean, fireworks will be tonight. We're going to change that. But uh, tonight's going to be a special deal because we may have to do a lot of celebrating tonight and then hold off a little bit tomorrow. You know, tomorrow morning because of the weather. So, well, I know you'll you'll pack it all in, and and people can stay tuned. You've got a nice website, uh, Byram-MS.us, where you can find um, all of this great information about the Swing and Bridge Festival. I know you'll keep us posted. Yes, so we're excited, and we're hoping that uh, we can add to this as we go. That's what we've been doing all along. Like I said, the Byram business people started this early on before we were city, so now we've just kept up. The, uh, the momentum to have somebody here. And we, we have people calling all the time wanting to know when, where, and whatever. That's so right. This year we put it a little bit where it would be cooler, but we also know when you start picking uh, April, it, it could be some rain. So Those April showers, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we got to have that, too, so that's okay. That's right. Well, Mayor Richard White, thank you for all you're doing thank for you, uh, the thank Byram you. community thank growing this great special place and uh, celebrating uh, with this wonderful Swinging Bridge Festival. So thanks for yeah. being on the show. We always love having you. Tell now, Victor Mason that Hollywood's going to call him real soon. Oh, <laughs> man, I can't. that is nice. <laughs> love it. Thank Hopefully you. not before he's on our show. So, all right. Thanks, Mayor. Appreciate you. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. All right. Bye-bye now. Now, joining us on the line, we've got Hunter Evans. He's here to tell us about the Bellhaven Grilled Grill Cheese Festival. Grilled Cheese Festival. Oh, it just makes me want to smile. <laughs> Welcome, Hunter. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so we're uh, really glad to hear more about this really unique celebration you've got happening in Bellhaven. But, hey, before right. we get too far into the details, for our listeners um, outside of the Jackson metro area, talk a little bit about Bellhaven. W- what is Bellhaven? So Bellhaven is kind of a like, city center neighborhood just right outside of downtown Jackson. A um, lot of history, a lot of great old homes. Um, there's a beautiful park. And I feel like it's um, just kind of like getting a lot of energy and momentum being put back into it. Um, so it's a great, great place to live. And uh, we just, my wife and I just recently moved in. So we're glad to be a part of it. Now, I stayed in Bellhaven for probably about eight years all through law school and afterwards. And I mean, I miss Bellhaven. It is yeah. probably one of the most eclectic neighborhoods in the city of Jackson. And I'd, I'd say even uh, the state of Mississippi. But yeah. on top of that, adults, children, everybody in between, aliens, dogs, cats love grilled cheese sandwiches. So how did the idea of a grilled cheese festival come about? So a couple of friends and I were hanging out um, in a Bellhaven home, and there's a lot of great porches, and we were just sitting there. And there's a great park in the middle of the neighborhood that we love to go to, take our dogs, but I feel like it's underused, and we love grilled cheese. And I was just like, what if we made this happen? And they were like, I would help you. So we just kind of went with it, and so now the first annual uh, festival is going to happen. So, all right. So, Hunter, what are the um, mechanisms to have a grilled cheese festival? I mean, do, do you bring your own flat top, like uh, plug-in little, you know? Right. So there are some yeah. electrical <laughs> hookups, um, but they're kind of limited. So I've been helping teams facilitate, you know, what kind of equipment they need. 
we have one team that does like kind of competition style, you know, so they have like kind of the big grills and um, the propane and butane. Um, some people are doing camp stoves. Um, so there's going to be a variety. Um, some people are bringing the griddles, the little panini presses. So hopefully we'll, there'll be a nice variety of different cheeses and uh, grilled cheeses and different styles. Let's talk a little bit about the styles. I'm more of a craft singles kind of gal, but oh, I'm sure. Oh no, you're not, Mary Margaret. <laughs> Please exit the the room <laughs> right now. <laughs> I forgot I was with a gourmand. Let's have a special place in a lot of people's hearts. So. There you go. Thanks, Hunter. <laughs> No, but no, please go ahead. Do you have a, a little sneak preview of what uh, you know some of the community folks might be bringing out this weekend? I've been uh, I've been hearing rumors of like a smoked brisket kind of grilled cheese. Ooh wee! Um, I think somebody you know people haven't told me too much, so they, they don't want to give it in, anything away. But I think like a fig and um, some sort of nicer cheese, a little sweet and salty kind of play. Um, I like that nicer cheese. That's a very uh, technical term. I was talking to a friend. He was thinking like a pimento. It was like a pepper jelly. Mm. Um, calling it a PB&J. So it would be like the pimento, the jelly, and you have the butter and the sandwich. So, well, so a lot of creativity going in uh, from the teams, and I'm just super excited to try some. Great, great. Now, uh, tell us about when you get started, when things shut down, and um, where we can find out more information. So, April 22nd in Laurel Street Park, which is kind of in the middle of the neighborhood. Um, it's on a Sunday, so figured kind of lazy Sunday afternoon, come on down, starting at 2 o'clock. That will be judging at 3, and then we'll have a People's Choice Award, um, and we'll have live music, There'll be a uh, face painting for the kids. There'll be a couple of bouncy sets. Um, and I think we're going to shut down around five or six. Um, it's not really a set time. I encourage people to bring a blanket and chairs and coolers and just kind of enjoy the weather and the music and the community. Great. Well, thanks, Hunter Evans. It sounds like a great event. We're really excited about Bell Haven's Grilled Cheese Festival taking place next Sunday, April 22nd, in Laurel Street Park in historic Bell Haven. It's time for us to take a quick break, but when we get back, we'll speak with Dr. J. Dean about the Mississippi Opera and the Natchez Festival of Music. So don't go far. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Sandwich. The butter will start melting when I wipe the flame. Cause the butter and the cheese are gonna play a little game. It's called melting on the bread. Don't need a burger, don't need no shake. I'll whap in your face if you offer me cake. Don't waste my time with your Brussels sprouts. If you make me a steak, I'll just throw it out. I want a grilled cheese. Not a BLT. Are you following me? I love you more than any other. I think I'm gonna make another grilled, 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 grilled cheese, if you please. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. 
back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPV Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller, joined by Kamel King. If you're just joining us before the, bro- before the break, we spoke with Mayor White of Byram about the Swinging Bridge Festival and also with Hunter Evans about Bellhaven Grilled Cheese Festival, two really cool events taking place in the Metro Jackson area. Uh, we're, there's a heated conversation happening um, off air about grilled cheese right now. So, yeah. um, you know, yeah. uh, tweet us, yeah. email us if you've got opinions about, um, about grilled cheese. It seems I'm like really there are strong opinions out here. really passionate about the way that I feel. <laughs> Craft singles, no. Extra sharp cheese. Yes. It just doesn't melt the same. All right. Now, welcoming to the show is our friend and a great contributor to Mississippi culture, conductor of the Southern MS Symphony Orchestra, Dr. J. Dean. Welcome to the show. I'm delighted to be with you this morning. Dr. J. Dean, it is always good to talk to you, sir. How have you been doing? Well, I have been very well. Uh, It's been a while since I talked to you guys about our last big project, but uh, excited to talk about new things and just staying as busy as ever. Well, Dr. Dean, you always have a lot going on Mm -hmm. um, and so much to share. Let's talk about your upcoming event with the Mississippi Opera on April 28th uh, here in Jackson at Thalumar Hall. Okay. On April 28th at Thalimar Hall, Mississippi Opera will present the opera Turandot. That's T-U-R-A-N-D-O-T, Turandot. And some people say Turando, and one of the questions is always, which is correct? And the answer is both are correct. So it's Turandot or Turando. And I'm very excited about this project. It's, It's been a project that I've wanted to do for a long time. It's a, it's a very large project. In fact, it is the largest operatic production in the history of the state, not oh of just the opera, but but of, of the state. We have we have about 260 people involved in this production, and it's uh, we've been we've been working on it. I've been working on you know planning it for several years now, but we've actually been working on it for about a year. Um, and um, th- the thing that is uh, exciting to me about it is that it's. Uh, it's a an opera by Puccini, and, and people who are familiar with opera, of course, know that name. And people who are familiar with opera already know what Turandot is. But for people that perhaps are not uh, are familiar with with opera or Puccini, uh, Giacomo Puccini was, in my opinion, uh, the greatest opera composer in the history of the art form. And uh, he uh, uh, he he wrote he he wrote some of the most famous operas ever written, Madame Butterfly, La Boheme, mm-hmm. uh, and Ta- and uh, Tosca, and Turandot is his last opera. It was um, premiered in 1926, so it's not even a hundred years old yet. And he uh, one of the interesting things about Turandot is that he he didn't actually finish the opera. Uh, he died before he finished it, and there was another composer that finished it for him, and uh, and it premiered in 1926 at La Scala, and it is uh, absolutely one of the most beautiful operas I have ever done. For me, opera, of course, you know, the costumes, the sets, the acting, the singing, all that's great, and it, and it has to be great, but the music for me is always the most important thing. And I've done lots of operas, and and uh, you know you can always 
find great arias or great sections or your favorite section of an opera. Well, for me, tour and not, every section is my favorite section wow. because I just Man. can't wait to turn the page to that next glorious music. And uh, it, it, the story of Turandot is uh, it's uh, about a chi- it's it, it's a, of course a, a, a fictional fairy tale, a Chinese fairy tale, actually a Persian fairy tale, mm. uh, based in China. It's about this princess who uh, who has all these royal suitors, and she doesn't want to marry any of them. So she has these riddles that she asks them that she knows that they cannot answer, and uh, they have a choice if they they if they want to. Uh, marry her, they have to answer these riddles, and if they can't, then uh, she beheads them. She has them beheaded. And so uh, it's, uh, uh, while it sounds like a, you know, rather brutal story, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, you don't see a lot of that on stage. In fact, we have no beheadings on stage, so you don't have to worry <laughs> about that. Uh, but it is, it's a beautiful story, beautiful, beautiful music, uh, some of the greatest music ever written. In fact, it, it, it contains the most famous opera aria in the world, and that's Nessa Norma. That uh, uh, if, even if you don't know anything about opera, I guarantee you've heard that aria. It is, it is, it is without question the, the world's most famous opera aria, uh, and has been used in movies, uh, television, commercials, all kinds of things through the years. Um, for for anybody who may have seen Tom Cruise's uh, Mission Impossible movie. He's done several of them. I think it's the last one that he did, the last one that was out, uh, was actually the the music in that movie is from Turandot, and there was actually a scene from Turandot in the movie. There's a very exciting scene where, you know, there's a there's a you know fight taking a place above a stage, a very precarious sort of fight, and, and it's set you know, in the opera Turandot. So, uh I, I just I just can't tell you how excited I am because it's just it's going to be a wonderful show and, and I can't wait to do it on April twenty eighth. Well, what what an incredible moment for Mississippi! Mm-hmm. Again, just want to reiterate that this production of Turandot is the largest operatic production in Mississippi history. More than two hundred players, uh, all pulled together by Dr. J. Dean, and this is taking place on Saturday, April twenty eighth at Thalumara Hall in Jackson, and uh, definitely want. Uh, I mean, it's a great opportunity yeah. to dip your toe in. I mean, in a historic moment, this might be the time to have your first opera experience if you haven't before. Yeah. And, I mean, we've got to tip our hat to Dr. Dean while we've got him on the phone because, listeners, if you don't know the history of this man, he has been the music director and conductor of the Southern Mississippi Symphony Orchestra since 1988. And if any of you guys came out to any of the bicentennial events that happened celebrating Mississippi's bicentennial last year, at any of those big concerts, Dr. Dean was in charge of a whole section of the performances, as well as with entertainers, the symphony orchestra, the choir and the singers. Uh, so this man is a consummate organizer of talent and creatives, and he does it with so much finesse, doesn't he, Mary Margaret? Oh, absolutely. He's a, a great to work with, a wonderful man to learn from, a great leader, and you have a great way of pulling people together. And I think that really shows in your work with the Natchez Festival of, of Music, which is taking place um, throughout the month of May. It's literally the entire month starting on May 5th through the 26th. So, uh, Dr. Dean, we've got just a few minutes left, but tell us about Natchez Festival of Music. This is a real passion project for you. It is. I have been, this will be my eighth year to be with the Natchez Festival of Music, 
and it's it's gotten more and more exciting and I've tried to take it in in the direction of being a very eclectic and very diverse and inclusive festival. Uh, the Natchez Festival started uh, 28 years ago, I think, as as an opera festival, and 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 uh, they did nothing but opera there in in the beginning, uh, but then they gradually expanded out to include musical theater and some other things. But when I went there. Uh, you know, a festival for me is like going into a restaurant. You know, you have to you look at the menu, and and if you don't have very many items on the menu, you know, people aren't going to come back uh, to your restaurant. But if you've got a wide variety of choices of things that people can order, then you know they tend to come back and they try different things. And that's the approach that I've taken uh, with the Natchez Festival, and that is to do everything from opera and musical theater to jazz and rock and roll and blues. And and I that's just has been kind of my mindset for everything I've done. I with Mississippi Opera or Festival South, and certainly in Natchez, uh, to to have a variety of of events. This year, I'm very excited to say that we open our festival on May 5th, Saturday, May 5th, with Mac McAnally. And legendary Mac, man. Uh, Mac is a, a a good friend and and and. Uh, uh, just a fantastic musician, and uh, he's bringing members of the Coral Reefer Band with him, and we'll have our orchestra <clears throat> there uh, to perform with him in Natchez. In fact, we did a CD with Mac um, back in January. I think it was released in September called Southbound, and it's it's probably my favorite CD uh, that I've ever done, uh, and it's with him and his group, and, and this is a this is a it's a it's a great CD and but he'll be there on May the fifth and he opens our festival and then we have a variety of other things uh, we have certainly operatic offerings we have uh, a, an event that we do every year we do in fact we do it three times every year called Rossini Puccini and Martinis and while it's about Rossini and Puccini it's more about the Martinis than anything else <laughs> uh, it and, is and, Natchez and it, after all. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. It's Natchez, so therefore it has to be about the Martinis. Then we we uh, cooperate with Bowie's, which is a uh, local uh, establishment there. It's a it's a it's a bar there in Natchez, and we do a series featuring local bands um, uh, at uh, Bowie's. It's called Rocking on the River at Bowie's. Then we have uh, uh, Phantom and Beyond this year, which is an organ. A recital Phantom of the Opera will be included in that, some some scenes from Phantom of the Opera. Then we have the British Invasion 2. Now, uh, some people, uh, we we brought British Invasion 1 to Jackson, I think, last year, and we premiered it in Natchez, and it was a show about the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. and had It was, it was very, very well received, and so we're doing British Invasion 2 this year in Natchez, uh, and we're bringing it to Jackson as well in May. Then we have a salsa evening, Havana Nights, uh, mm. with us. Uh, the, the the name of the group uh, is the uh, Sur de Salseros del Sur. Uh, they're the hottest salsa band in Mississippi. And then we have a tribute to Leonard Bernstein. 2018 is the centennial of his birth, one of the foremost American musicians in the history of the country. So we're paying tribute to him and. Then we have an evening of learner and low called almost being in love, uh, almost like being in love. A little night music by Stephen Sondheim. Um, we have uh, 
Barry Leach, who everybody in Jackson knows. Yeah. Uh, Barry just did a great show uh, for Mississippi Opera, and we're bringing that show to Natchez. It's called Making It Sing, and uh, Barry is just a consummate guitarist and great entertainer, and he's going to be with us there on the 23rd of May. And then we have a tribute to New Orleans. Uh, I don't know. I've not. Of course, we celebrated the Mississippi Bicentennial last year, but people not might not know that this year is the tricentennial of New Orleans. And so we're celebrating that with uh, called A Night in the Big Easy, and then we end the festival with uh, the great opera Faust. It's the uh, composer's uh, bicentennial, Charles Gounod's bicentennial. Uh, Natchez, for me, is all about history, and everybody who knows anything about Natchez knows it's about history and architecture and the river and all that. And I try to keep that as part of our festival. I always try to find some centennial or bicentennial or tricentennial to celebrate through our music, and, and I can always find something you know, to celebrate along those lines because we have such a rich history of, of music and in all different styles and historical, diverse, inclusive, and something for everyone. So the Natchez Festival of Music is a great reason to come to Natchez anytime in the month of May. Well, we'll definitely have you back with us, Dr. Dean, to talk more about the Natchez Festival of Music as we move closer to May. Uh, but we thank you. Um, you have had an incredible career uh, with University of Southern Mississippi as um, you know, a contributor to Mississippi culture yep. and music and yes. um, uh, just performance life. Yes. Uh, and you're retiring this year, so we, we thank you. Our hats are off to you today. Thank you, Dr. Dean. I'm, sure, I'm sure USM is either going to leave a big sack of money in his bag or a headless horse, one of the two, and try to make sure he stays. I can bet on which one. <laughs> that is too much. Well, thank you, Dr. Dean, for being on the show with us today. It is time for our final break, but when we return, we'll welcome to the show musical guest Freedom Funk Band. Don't go anywhere because you don't want to miss what's coming up on Next Stop Mississippi. you're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio, we appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. in the groove right. Go ahead, Michelle McAdoo. Thank you, Michelle. We're all uh, swirling in our <laughs> swirly chairs. <laughs> Having a good time here on Next Stop Mississippi. You are listening to Get Up and Dance, one of the crowd-pleasing songs from Freedom Funk Band, who we've got on the line joining us, Mr. David Thigpen. Welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good, good morning, morning, good morning. morning. <laughs> 
So, uh, Mr. Thigpen, you have just got to tell me, I mean, this band has uh, a lot of history. It's got a lot of uh, vibrant people in it. Tell us about the history of the band, when you guys met, and just the whole history of how you have come in, uh, to now. David? No, first, uh, Victor Mason, he, he knows the history backwards and forwards a whole lot better than I do. Victor, you want to take Sheriff that? is on the line. Hey, Sheriff Mason. That's okay. Uh, David, David, do we still have you okay. there? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. All right. Great. Okay. Great. Well, it's so good uh, to have you guys on the show. We saw this really cool picture of, uh, of several members of the band in yeah. their original band uniforms from your high school days. Uh, so oh, yeah. you guys, a lot of you guys started playing music as young men, um, but still kind of carry this tradition uh, into uh, your current life, even though everybody's kind of got a day job. You This uh, music, this funk tradition, I mean, you've kept it alive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we started actually before the Freedom Days. We were playing together in junior high at high school because we actually started Freedom in college. Oh, wow. Uh, a, lot, a lot of us were freshmen and sophomore, uh, sophomores at Jackson State University, but we played together junior high and high school. We, we got an early start. And, wow. Uh, and everything just kind of took off from there, and then – uh, we got the attention of Malico Records, and they didn't hesitate to to sign us up right away. And 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 and, the, and then three CDs followed. We we call them albums back then. Yeah, we were old school. We call them albums back then. But now the young people, we were uh, they're CDs now, and we just everything just kind of took up took off with all, all these regional hits and stuff we had. Now, yes, when you ma'am. guys got yes, got started with Freedom Funk Band, I mean, who were you listening to then? At what was this? The seventies? Was it the eighties? Uh, the, the late, I would say, mid, late seventies, early eighties, and we were just crazy about groups like Earth, Wind, and Fire, mm-hmm. Commodores, uh, and we had a couple of guys who, believe it or not, the Bee Gees. We, you know, Kiss. Uh, yeah. Kiss, yeah. But it was uh, but cool, cool in the game. Oh yeah. And all this, then the younger, uh, newer groups came out, uh, like uh, the Commodores. I mean, not the Commodores. Uh, 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 oh my goodness! Uh, like new edition and stuff. Men can, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I don't. Yeah, I can't think of the, the name of the other groups. But yeah, but yeah, but, but we just had a lot of groups. James Brown, Prince. Yeah. All of those guys. We, you, you know. But we tried to make our own identity. We tried to not. We didn't want to copy them, even though we were impressed by them and we idolized them. We still tried to come up with our own unique sound. And I think that we accomplished that. Now, you guys came from different high schools and different schools. How in the world did all of y'all end up meeting and coming together to even start something up? Well, uh, as I told you, we started in, in junior high school. We didn't even live in the same part of town. We're all from Jackson, of course, but we didn't even live in the same part of Jackson. We just We just heard about each other. And, and that's how we got together in junior high and high school. And keep in mind that freedom didn't start until we were in college. Right, mm-hmm. right. Uh, we, were, we were all at, at Jackson State, and we were all there together. And, and we had been playing together in junior high and high school. So when we – it was just – Ray. I said the way the group really got started, 
Ray, Ray Smith, Tyrone Armstrong, and Victor Mason, the three of them met at Victor Mason's house, and that was the birth of freedom right there. And then those three guys reached out to the other original members, which was myself. They said, well, we got to have horns, so they called me, David Thigpen, and then they, Robert Black was the trumpet player, and then we needed a keyboard player, and that was Larry Addison, who was from Milwaukee. He's the only person that's not from Mississippi. He was from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but he came to Jackson State, and that's where we met him. And then we had the two singers, Joe uh, Joe Short and Adolph Adams. Very so cool. Yes, ma'am. We just took off from there. Now, uh, Mr. Thigpen, we've uh, joining us on the line now. We have Sheriff Victor Mason, uh, one of the founders of oh, great. of Freedom Funk Band. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you. Now, uh, hey, Vic. <laughs> hey, Dave. Now, Dave was here, kind of giving us a little bit of the backstory of the band. But let's talk more about yeah. the band. I mean, you guys have a big sound. You got a lot of folks yeah, on stage. Yeah. Uh, what all instruments are in the Freedom Funk Band? Well, uh, I'll bring the bottom. I'm the drummer. Oh, and, uh, nice. Uh, oh, uh, we have uh, drums. Well, you know your main instruments, drum, bass, guitar, keyboards, and horns. It's a soul band with horns, a rock, R&B band with horns. If so you we, got a band bring, with horns, I'm going to be there. I That's know, just right? all there is oh, to it. That does it. We bring, <laughs> we bring a full sound, and uh, we, uh, we, we take pride in what we do. Now, Sheriff, you guys are performing yeah. tonight at 4.30 at our Byram Swing and Bridge Festival, and it's the reunion tour. So what can people expect when they come to see you? A good time. You won't have time to sit down. I know that's right. I <laughs> yeah. know well, that's we, right. We, before the rain and all that comes in tomorrow, we're going to have a good time today. Well, what's awesome is, I mean, of course, you know, the job that you have had and, and the things that you do, and I'm sure every member of this band, you all are grown men and have your own stresses of life and things going on. Uh, is is the Freedom Funk Band, when you guys get together, is it your stress reliever? You know, music soothes the savage beat. Mm. And I've always said that music was my first love. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 uh, the job pays the bills, but the uh, 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 music heals the, uh, uh, the the eels, if I may say that. And it, when we get together, it's just a whole different world. Well, and I, I just, I'm just, you know, elated that we are still together. That's great. Yes. And we are, too. We are, too. Sheriff Victor Mason, David Thigpen, thank you all for joining us today. We're going to have you back soon when we can talk a little bit longer. But, yes, yes and... Uh, you heard it here. Music sues the savage beast. I love that line. I'll take that with me. We want to thank you, our listeners, for traveling with us today and thank all of our guests for joining us this morning. Uh, it's been a great show here on Next Stop Mississippi, which is produced by Michelle McAdoo. For MPB Think Radio, I'm Mary Margaret Miller. Southern Remedy for Women is up next, but join us again next week for another great trip on Next Stop Mississippi, only on MPB Think Radio.